So let me ask you, how have your results been? Like when you've put forth effort and you want to see something come to pass, how are those results? How are your outcomes doing? And let me ask you this. Do you know how to get better results biblically? Like, do you know that the techniques or the strategies that you're employing to get better results, do you know if those line up with biblical standards at all? Like, have you even thought about that? Because in today's world, the productivity coaches, the business coaches of the world would give you one way to get there. And I've got to tell you that most times it is completely devoid of real biblical strategy, real biblical wisdom. And so on this episode of the Position of Prosper podcast, we're going to get into that. Are you knowing how to get better results biblically? Let's talk about it. Grab your Bible, your journal, and a pen, and let's go. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Physician of Prosper podcast. I'm your host, Erica Pyle, and today we're going to be talking about how to get better results in your life biblically. Now, I know that this might sound to you a little bit like, okay, wait a minute, is she talking like um, business strategies now? Like, did we just shift into a new paradigm in this podcast? No, no, listen, I'm about helping spirit-filled women to thrive in life using biblical principles, 100%, without compromising, without negotiation. And to thrive in life, sometimes that means spiritual habits, but sometimes it also means very practical habits, things like how do you establish a home? How do you raise up your kids? How do you do a job successfully? How do you interact with people? How do you do relationships? How do you do health? How do you steward your health well, right? And so a lot of the things that we talk about here on the Position to Prosper podcast, remember, prosperity isn't just about finances. Prosperity is a lifestyle. It's the lifestyle of the kingdom of heaven. And so to learn how to walk in lockstep with God and to see the resources that are needed in your life flow with with abundance, without restriction, and in accordance with God's purposes and plan for your life and for those around you, that's true prosperity. And so when it comes down to asking, like, do you want to get better results? I'm not just talking about in your business. Business. I'm not just talking about professionally. I'm talking about in your life. And are you getting those results, those better results biblically? That's what I want to talk about today. Because right now, there is, you know, I am in the business space, I am in the marketing space. That's just part of what I do. Yes, I'm a pastor of a local church alongside my husband. I do disciple women, I have a discipleship mentorship online. Um, I'm a certified holistic health coach. I teach, I do those things. Um, but also, I am presenting these things that I share on a platform. And so to understand, um, you know, how to present things, and I can see that, you know, when we think about marketing, when we think about how are we doing with promotion, you know, there's a whole world out there that's like, well, look at your metrics, look at how many people are liking a post or, or um, visiting your website, how many people you have on your email list. And you can start to get very granularly focused on these very practical things. And right now out in that space, what coaches are talking about a lot is if you want different results, you have to have a different thought. And here's the deal. I do not argue with that. I do believe that in order to get better results, you have to have better thoughts. But here's what I want to talk about today. If you are only focusing at the level of thought, which is actually a soul level item, then you may have a harder 
road to like, you might have a harder journey because there's a deeper place that you can go to. There's a place that you can work on roots and you can actually produce better fruit. And if you understand that, then then you are going to have a much easier way to getting the results you want and you'll be able to do it biblically. 100% biblically. Because when you have coaches that are telling you, hey, listen, you have to have better thoughts in order to have better results, to have better outcomes, you run the risk that you're going to drive your people that are listening to you to become obsessed with mindset and to become obsessed with how do I make myself think better. And so that can drive like OCD level um, habits. It can can drive us to become very duty-focused focused and hyper vigilant and hyper responsible. And I got to tell you that the Bible tells us that there's a better way. There's a better way to get better results. So that's what I want to talk about today. I hope you're excited about it. I'm going to try to keep this to a shorty episode like I did last time. And hopefully this will give us the ability to share with people who need this and get it, get it to them in a very compact um, format. So listen, this is what I want to say to you. Behavior is an echo of belief. Your behavior is an echo of what you believe. Now, like I just told you, coaches will say right now, look, everything your results are showing are the result of your thoughts. And I would say that's not wrong, but it's not the root. Thinking your thoughts are not the root of your outcomes and the the main determinant of your outcomes. Your beliefs are. Your beliefs actually drive what you think. And then in turn, what you think drives what you feel. And then in turn, what you feel drives what you say. (laughs) And then in turn, what you say drives what you do. And what you do then drives your results. Are you following me? Because that was a big old map. So listen, what you believe drives what you think. What you think drives what you feel. What you feel will drive what you say. What you say, what you feel and you say, what you think you feel and you say will drive what you do and what you do drives your results. And so that's the big picture. That is actually the biggest biblical picture that I can paint for you. And I really feel right now that there are a lot of people out there in the productivity space, the business coaching space, and even the life coaching space that are putting way too much weight on the thought space, the mindset space, and we've got to back it up. We have to go back to belief because, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 9, 29, he said this thing. He said, according to your faith, it will happen. According to your faith, it will happen. You know, we get, um, there's a scripture that says we walk by faith and not by sight. And so these are these are scriptures that help us to understand how very important what we believe is and how much it drives what we see in life. Behavior is an echo of belief. Now, a couple things that you need to understand before I give you a few things about how to stir up your faith to see better results, okay? But there are like four little tidbits that I need you to to kind of think about and understand before we get to the three things that I want to show you about how to stir up belief. Number one, you are a triune being. So what does this mean? I have an episode on this. It's episode three of the podcast. You can go to ericapile.com slash 
three, or you can find it out wherever you listen to podcasts. It's episode three of the Position to Prosper podcast, and it's about being a triune being and what is triune health. But here's what you need to know. You are a spirit. You're not a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. What is your soul? Your soul is your thoughts, your feelings, your declarations, and your choices. Your soul is the seat of your thoughts, of your emotions, of your declarations, and of your choices. That's what your soul is. So you you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Your spirit supersedes your soul and your soul supersedes your body. What that means is that as you align your soul with your spirit, what you believe will flow into your soul, your thoughts, your feelings, your declarations, and your choices. And as you align those things, your body will come into alignment and what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're declaring, what you're choosing will actually manifest into your body. Your body's like a thermometer. And when everything is lined up properly, your belief will actually manifest all the way down into your body. So this is how we understand that behavior really is just an echo of belief if everything's lined up. Now, what happens when things aren't lined up? That's where you get anxiety. That's where you get depression because your body knows that it's meant to live as an aligned being, spirit, soul, and body. And when you're out of alignment, that's where those um, unnatural rhythms come from into your life. Just wanted to make that a short synopsis of what that episode is. So 3 John 2 Okay, John says in that scripture, in 3 John 2, he says, Beloved, I pray that in all things you would prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Do you see that? Dear beloved, I pray that in all things you would prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So there he's connecting the health of your body to the prosperity of your soul, how you think, how you feel, how you declare, and how you choose. And so I understand why people think that, oh, that's true. How I think actually impacts what's going on in my life and the outcomes that I get. Totally. But if your thinking is not in alignment with good faith, then you're going to have crappy outcomes. And that's just the deal. So I get it. I understand why they say, look, have better thoughts and then you'll have a better um, and then you'll have a better outcome. Totally. But it's going to be the long way around if you just keep on sitting down every single morning and having to psych yourself up to have better thoughts. Why not have a better belief about the thing? Right. So we can address like your thinking or your feeling all day long, but that's You know, that's why a lot of people think, well, counseling and therapy are going to help me because I'll go into the box. I'll go into the box with a person. They'll ask me questions and they'll guide me through conversations or through, you know, practices. And I will talk about these things and maybe I will find some better thoughts. Maybe I'll find some better declarations in there. But at the end of the day, if that process doesn't result in you having a better belief, meaning that the trauma moved out and that you got a better thing in its place, if the lies and the fear haven't been moved out and then in their place, you get a better God thought, a better thing from God to believe a truth, then you're just going to find yourself back there again. And you're going to have to constantly be manually replacing those thoughts. Now, listen, I'm all for replacing thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says that you should be taking every thought captive to Christ, right? That is a very good spiritual habit to have. So I'm not arguing with having better thoughts. 
I'm just saying, and I'm going to keep on reiterating, it is better to deal with it at the place of belief first. So we're going to talk in a minute about three different things that you can do to get better thoughts. But I just want you to really hear me when I tell you, you want, you want to go to the spirit level to deal with this stuff. Because if you want better results and outcomes in your life, it definitely has to do with what you're believing. And I got to tell you, like, I can give you just a personal experience example from my life. Like my husband and I, we are big communicators. And when we're working through stuff, we will sit down and we will converse about it. And we will basically, you know, he pastors me, I'll help him. Like we're coaching one another all the way through. And one thing that I've found over the years as he and I have had these sorts of discussions is he there's a place where he can be like, yep, you're right. I was wrong about that. I need to do better in that or I need to do differently in that. Um, so this is what I'm going to do. And there is a place where I can hear his voice and I can tell whether it's really going to change or not based on a quality of faith that can be found in his voice. In his, in, his, um, in his language, in his tone, in his body language, in his delivery, you can know. And human beings just can know. We can know when someone's telling us the truth. And the reality is there's a place where we can say to someone, yep, I was thinking wrong. I'm going to think differently. I'm going to do differently. I've got this. I'm responsible. But you kind of know in the depths of your being, like, that thing didn't register. They're just saying that because they know that they hurt me or that they did something wrong and that they want to do better. But I actually can hear in that moment that it didn't really connect. But then there are moments when, you know, he really gets it. Like he's like, oh, no, I hear the Lord on this and something has changed. He's been convicted of spirit. And then it's a very different thing. The words he says are different. The um, the tone is different. There's a sound on his voice. And then I go, oh, we just hit belief. He just shifted. He just got delivered of a, of a lie. He just got delivered of some kind of fear um, or some kind of an oppression. And he's able to see the truth and he's able to hold the truth in his heart. And that is going to produce different thoughts, different feelings, different declarations and different choices. And because of that, he's going to have a different result. He's going to have a different outcome different behavior. Does that make sense? So that's why I'm saying that we as believers, as followers of Jesus, we need to be committed to going to the spiritual place. We cannot stop with just saying, well, we'll focus on our thoughts. That is a subpar strategy. And Christian, I'm telling you, you are made for more and you have better strategies. You can have a different experience. You just have to be willing to go all the way down to faith. So here's the question. How, how do you grab a hold of better faith? How do you grab a hold of better faith? How is it that you can, you know, hear Jesus saying, according to your faith, it'll happen to you. And how can you be like, okay, well, that's not just me saying something and faking it until I make it. Erica, how can I really align my faith with truth to see better thoughts come from it? That's a great question. And I've got three things that you can do. Are you ready? Got your pen, your journal? All right, let's do it. Number one, read your Bible every day. Read your Bible every day. I don't care if you are a six-month-old Christian or if you are a 60-year-old Christian. You must be reading your Bible every single day. It's something that I call loading the grammar. I got this from my kids are homeschooled. We do classical conversations with them, which is classical education. It's a very long thing to explain, um, but the, the long and short of it really is that classical education, it starts in loading grammar in the elementary phase, meaning that they just learn how to pair it back fast. 
facts. And so my kids go through a process in the early years of learning 183 history pegs and points of knowledge in six different areas of education. And every week for 24 weeks out of the year, they are learning these history pegs and these facts about science, about math, about history, Latin, um, English grammar. They're, They're learning the geography. They're learning these history pegs and these fact pegs. And it's called loading the grammar because later on in the next phase, they're going to start interacting with the data, having to write papers about these topics, um, having to ask questions and have thoughtful conversations about them. But the classical model understands that before anything else, you have to load the grammar in in such a way that it can be parroted back. You might be like, wait a second, Erica, that sounds like brainwashing. Guess what? God wants to brainwash you. There is a best way of thinking. It's called thinking biblically. It's called thinking like God, having the mind of Christ. (laughs) And so there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And so the first thing you need to do is you need to load the grammar. That means reading your Bible every single day. Does it matter what order you read it in? Does it matter how fast you go? No, not really. You just have to have an intention in your heart that you're loading the grammar, that you are learning the vocabulary of the kingdom of heaven, and you're learning what God is like. Number one, if you want to shift how you believe and you want to align it with truth, you're going to have to read your Bible and you're going to have to read it regularly. And that's why I suggest every single day, even just 15 minutes a day can change your life. Load the grammar. Number two, you're going to want to meditate and declare regularly the things that you're reading in your word. Have you read Joshua 1 where God says to him, look, be courageous, do not fear, but listen, know this word. Don't let it depart your mouth from your mouth. You need to think on it. You need to ruminate on it. You need to declare it. You need to walk with it. Don't let it depart from you. That's what God says to Joshua so that he will be strong and courageous and so that he will win in the battle. And that's the same for you. The reason why God was saying that to Joshua is because he was about to go up against giants. He was up. He was about to go up against literal giants, but also against situations that were gigantic, situations that might have felt too big for him. And so the Lord was saying to him, look, you've got to meditate and declare and hold on to this word no matter what. And I believe that that is step number two for how do you get better thought, better um, beliefs so that you can have better thoughts so you can have better outcomes. Make sense? Now, listen, this was my total story health-wise because in 2015, 2016, when I had a health relapse and I got very sick, was panic attacks every single day again and was having digestive and hormonal issues again and thinking, Lord, we've already been through this. What's going on? I remember driving in the car one day and just crying out to him and he said, Erica, will you give me two years? I can I can walk you out of this if you give me two years. And I knew right then and there that I was going to say yes because the Lord is faithful. It sounded like a hard thing, but I said yes. And he said, listen, if, you, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to think and believe differently. You're going to have to think and declare differently. And so he just said to me, you're going to have to think better. And I was like, what does that even mean? And in those two years, he took me on a journey of how to believe better. It was like this little Jesus juke because I was like, okay, are you just going to teach me what to think? And he's like, well, yeah, but really what I need to do is I need to build up in you a hunger, a voraciousness for wanting to believe better and to believe in alignment with what I say. 
And so out of that place, I learned how to camp my life around what God has said and to know that when I do that, I will have better thoughts. And when I have better thoughts, I'll have better feelings. And when I have better feelings, I'll have better declarations. And when I have better declarations, I'll have better actions. And when I have better actions, I will have better results and outcomes in my life. And that's exactly what happened. Almost to, almost to the day, two years later, I was I was totally healed. And it was because he had taught me how to think better. And the root of thinking better was believing better. Amen. So that's number two. And number three of how to begin to believe better so that you can have better outcomes. Number three is the four questions. You guys, we've been talking about this for weeks here on the podcast, but you've got to sit down and have conversations with God. There's no way around it. And I believe that there are four questions that you can ask. You can grab a hold of these on the worksheet that I've prepared for you. Go to ericapile.com slash four, the number four questions. And it's a set of four questions that you can sit and ask the Lord. And as you get proficient at asking the Lord these questions and sitting still and waiting on him to respond, then you're going to have this place where you're hearing him and you can believe better because you're hearing better. That's the key. That's the key. You can't have a better thought that than the thought that God is having about you or about your situation. You know that, right? And so I really want to encourage you to make it a habit of asking these four questions. If you'll do it, you'll change your life. If you get good at asking these four questions directly of the Lord, you're going to get better results in your life, and it's going to be biblical. It's going to be biblical. All right. So I really hope that that helped you today. I hope that you'll go grab that wor- worksheet at ericapile.com slash four questions. But in the meantime, if you if this has helped you at all, if this little jolt of information around how to get better results biblically has helped you and you think it could help someone else, why don't you share the episode? Let's share the love. That's as simple as going to the app that you're listening on and hitting the share you know, button and just sending it to someone's uh, text inbox or their email inbox. But you could also screenshot wherever you're watching and share to your social media and people will come and find us. We're building a community here. All right. Until next time, friend, I pray you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.